Well, I hope that doesn't mess anything up. I don't. <laughs> I don't know if it will or not. I don't know. Zoom is very user is not friendly. Uh, what's up, you guys? Welcome to Hypothetical Comedy, the podcast. I am Funky Sam Medina, and I am Athena Rodriguez, and we are here with comedian Emma Paxton. How you doing, Emma? I'm pretty good. Hanging out on this lovely July Fourth weekend. Hell yeah, it is July 4th, but not be July 4th when people hear this. Um, you just already triggered one of Athena's major, major <laughs> hangups about getting the episodes out. Uh, but anyways, that's cool. Do you have any awesome plans for 4th of July that happened a month ago? Um, yeah, it happened a month ago. So I went to see the fireworks a month ago. Oh, how- <laughs> <laughs> I told you it's so how, how, how were the fireworks? How were they? Uh, they were great. They were red, white, and blue. You know, they have like the fireworks. They have all the different sounds. Like, you got to pick your favorite one. There's the one that has that cool, like, squiggly sound. I'm not going to even attempt to try and do it. <laughs> I appreciate that. Do you have any pets? No, not at the moment. It was so random. <laughs> That's good. No, because so we so, so our cat has been living her worst life the last couple of days. Because Aww. people have been lighting off fireworks almost nonstop. Yeah. Yeah. It's not the fireworks themselves. It's the mortar ones that just go boom and they're so jarring. Yeah. Yeah. Those ones aren't. So then we go, either. what is like, what's their enjoyment out of this life? Just lighting me on fire and making it explode? <laughs> That's what people do. It's very polluting to the air as well, which is cool. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So anyway, <laughs> um, how long how long have you been doing comedy, Emma? Um, gosh, I don't know. Two they're like three and a half years, I guess. Oh, wow. oh that's cool. And not uh, long enough. Not long enough. Well, I don't think anybody has done comedy long enough. True. Well, I meant to start it way earlier, but I got kind of a late start. <laughs> yeah, I did. I mean, I started at like 29 and I felt like that was kind of a late start because yeah, that's the same, same here. Who, there's oh. people who are uh you know much who you know I'm doing it and I'm in my 30s at that point, and then people are like all like 22, and I was like, oh man, if I started when I was your age, yeah, yeah. but you know, I'll still be probably yeah. When we started, we were terrible. like older, and then there was like a um a little kid that was in our scene that was way younger than us and he was like so good oh he has so a good. he has a show on the disney channel now joey bragg what yeah. yeah he was a kid in the comedy scene and now he is on the disney channel as a young adult Bro. no and it's so crazy it's, it is crazy what a trip that is a trip so um did you start doing comedy out in the New Jersey area? That's where you are, right? Um, I'm right now I'm in upstate New York, but I'm from northern New Jersey. I so yeah, I started Jersey. out in the New Jersey scene in like New York City. Um okay. and uh yeah, I'd always wanted to do comedy since I was like a teenager. I always thought I had the you know kind of personality for stand-up as a kind of surly introverted teenager who was kind of cynical and um and I always loved stand up and then I just never had the nerve to do it for some reason I had all these hang-ups like what do people say in between the bits and I don't know <laughs> just whatever stupid like self-conscious crap you have 
and then um and then i saw these people do comedy in new york city i think it was like it wasn't it was sort of it was like a free comedy show and the guys were so horrible oh, and wow. i was like i was like if they can do it then i'm doing it damn it and then I, <laughs> I i love that um i love how you're your inspiration was like a negative um, time. You're like, hey, well, if they suck, I might suck a little less. Yeah, exactly. It just like lit a fire under my belly. And I was like, damn it, I can do it if they can do it. That is, uh, so I don't know if, you know if people are listening to this that they know Emma, but that is very Emma. Uh, I remember one of the first catchphrases for you that I learned was bad vibes only. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not even sure I'm like, uh, you know, I, I don't like I may have been more like that as a teenager. I feel like I'm a mixture of like good vibes and bad vibes. But I just, <laughs> I, just am a, yeah. I am like a country, a contrarian of sorts. So yeah, we get a little less, know. we get a little less rebellious with age. Probably. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I love that story. Um and so what did you what did you do from there? You're like, you're like, oh, well, this guy sucks. I could probably suck a little less. And what did you go from there? Yeah. Um, I just started doing like open mics. I found one I really liked. And like my first set went really well. Like I rehearsed it a lot. And then um, I started doing a lot more and I got really into it. But then I started having health issues. And that kind of made me stop a bit. And that was just as I was getting like really, really going. Um, so that really sucked. So then I kind of stopped doing it for a while. And then I yeah. did it a little bit more. And then the pandemic started. So. Oh, wow. <laughs> and then I started doing a bunch of Zoom comedy. <laughs> that's where, that's so, yeah. That, that's where it's at. Uh, what yep. was it like living in New Jersey? Because I know it's not super far, but it's still kind of a travel uh, what was it like living in New Jersey and then traveling to New York to do comedy? It was awesome. Like, I'm not, you know, a lot of people lived in my town who, like, work in the city. So there's, like, a train that's, like, 45 minutes. Um, it was really fun, like, just going to different spots and uh, trying to get into that. But it is, like, very time-consuming. And I just, I was just getting started. So I had a lot more to discover and do um but you know there's tons of people it's such a large scene i I can't even imagine because like in new york you know there's subways and there's like i'm sure the the public transportation is very elaborate out there you know i was talking last week to my buddy faco uh he's local here to us and we were telling bus stories and things like that and so i've had my time on the bus but i feel like um out there in new york it's probably a lot more elaborate a lot more just this place to this place and take this train to this train and this bus to this bus, all that stuff. Yeah. It's pretty annoying, but (laughs) with GPS, anything is possible, right? Yeah, no, definitely. That helped me out so many times. And then I really liked it when they included, when they added uh, how many stops you're going to get off in three stops. Okay. Thanks. Can you imagine like without GPS, I just I can't even I can hardly I get to I used one to, I used end to, of my town. To I used to be in that world. Town. I used to live life yeah, with no GPS. One time yeah, when hard. I was a teenager, I fell asleep on the bus and I woke up in a city I never heard of. <laughs> <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. Hell yeah! 
Yeah, I remember MapQuest and all that. It was traumatic. Having like, to print out lost. directions? Oh, man. Ugh. Wow. The worst. <laughs> this is the worst. Maps? Yuck. Not <laughs> Damn it, Rand McNally. Why'd well, you make our lives Speaking of easier? not liking maps and not liking a few things, uh, yeah. you've been um, really a cheerleader for promoting. Uh, shows that you want to have like I guess both sides of an argument like your last show you had was a uh, summer and ice cream themed and you <laughs> got to comment what their least favorite and their the best flavor and mm-hmm. you were a little disappointed when they picked like oh, land flavors. Athena is so <laughs> mad because you said yuck to butter pecan. It, it hurt me. <laughs> I felt attacked. She Sorry. So I mean, annoyed. it is kind of good. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's just like, no, it's it's not my favorite. It's just like a very adult. I don't know. I just think of like very anything. I'm just like, I, I just think of like chocolate. Any any dessert that doesn't have chocolate, I'm just like not enthused Okay, by. I can I mean, get behind that. I can get behind that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm very much into chocolate, so I, I agree with that. It took a long time for her to convince me to try butter pecan. I like it, but I'd rather have like Rocky Road. Yeah, or like cookie dough. Or oh, cookie yeah. Dough. Hell yeah. Look what you turned this into. Well, I'm not against chocolate. <laughs> I just, I, I guess I'm just an old lady. Uh, what is it about <laughs> the, the bait mics that like appeal to you? Because that's a pretty interesting concept. Um, the what mics like the bait, like both sides of, of, of oh, I don't know. I just, I, you know what? I love like Jim Gaffigan is probably one of my favorite comedians, and I love that he had an entire special about food. I just thought it was so original at the time. And it's like the world is such a dark place, like sometimes you just want to talk about food, like <laughs> it's, it's fun, it's lighthearted. Like, I I always love like debates in my family or like that I've seen on YouTube where people are just like arguing over like <laughs> something so silly. I don't know. Yeah. I just think it's fun. And I just, I don't know. Yeah. I, I like the idea of holiday shows. I've always been a very um, festive person when it comes to holidays. I like celebrating them. So I just, uh, I don't know. I thought it'd be like sort of original and just like, festive you know like yeah it's pretty look, it is look, original just a idea. Stick and do something fun thanks yeah no we do yeah we do enjoy it, it is a fun idea we went to the, like the last one like like she said you guys were debating ice cream flavors and things like that so that was <laughs> super fun i agree on yeah. the raisin though road that, raisin. that one can go to hell that that's a yes exactly flavor. anything with a raisin Ooh. in it can hey, talk about an old lady I like raisins, okay so. a raisin ice cream <laughs> but raisin ice cream not like the, the worst. <laughs> Let's just take like the worst thing ever and put it with the I, best thing ever. I would rather <laughs> I would rather have rum ice cream than raisin ice cream. Can you imagine other boozy ice creams like that? They have it. Gross? What about raisinette ice cream? I do like raisinettes because they're I covered do, in too, But um, I could do without the raisins though. I, I, raisins are okay, but keep them out of my ice cream. <laughs> yeah. You know, Only in cookies. Come on. Prune ice cream, then. Do they make prune ice cream? I would eat that. Don't tempt me. He was making it. might also be because I can't. My prunes. All up in my prunes. Yeah. That should be your catchphrase. I feel like get all up in my prunes. That sounds so gross. 
Yeah, it sounds a little strange. Yes. But okay. I can't even say it with a straight face anymore. So, so you yeah. said that um, you're having health issues and stuff, and you kind of stopped going out before the pandemic. <coughs> how far? Yeah. How far before the pandemic Sorry. did you kind of? And I, I paused for you to cough. No, thank you. How far before the pandemic did you kind of start slowing down a little bit on it? Um, how far before the pandemic? I don't know. I was doing comedy for like eight months or so, I think. And then I guess I stopped for a bit. Um, and then I think I went to like a mic in March or February before the pandemic started. Um, I probably could have done it. I just felt like I just had some hangups, but I, I probably could have powered through it um, looking back, but whatever. I just needed to chill out for a bit. Yeah, yeah. And, we, all, uh, we all need that once in a while. So I know that you do, uh, you, you're actually very talented uh, pianist. Whoa, what did you just say? <laughs> I said <laughs> pianist. What are you having such um, a weird time saying that? Did you ever incorporate the, the piano playing with like your jokes? Have you ever considered being a musician? You know what? I've never done that. I, it seems like I should be ripe for musical comedy, but I have not entered into that um, abyss. I don't know why I called it an abyss. I don't know. Um, I, yeah, I haven't even, yeah, I haven't blended the two. Um, that's that's awesome. pretty interesting. You could probably even like, you know, from doing comedy online, you could probably even practice really good at home. You like the Fiona Apple of of the piano the playing. Fiona comedy. Apple. Yeah, I do love Fiona Apple. She's great. Although you have to be pretty upset to listen to her. I feel like I, feel I don't like listen to her when comedians I'm are. I don't know upset. if I've ever been. I've been pretty upset, but I don't know if I've ever been Fiona <laughs> Apple upset before. What? Yes, you <laughs> have. You just haven't addressed it yet. Oh. It's a whole other layer of disdain and anger and truly, anguish truly i could not name one song by fiona apple i know honey i know gun to my head whoa why does it have to like escalate so quickly? <laughs> yeah, i'm just saying if there's a gun in my head in my life depending on it shoot me because i could not name one fiona apple song Dang. that's okay it's mostly like lyrics pointed at <coughs> being angry at men so i don't blame you for not oh, really man. listening to it I'm pretty angry at men, though. I mean, you could probably say men suck and pick that could be in one of the songs, like inadvertently. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Anyways, um, so the pandemic hit, and then uh, how did you kind of come across the Zoom scene, and and uh, how did you kind of get into that? I don't know. I think I just was on that Facebook group a lot, and I was posting a lot but I wasn't really doing any mics I was a bit nervous and then I did one local zoom show okay and that went well and then I did a couple shows and it went well so then I started doing but I didn't really get into it for a while like by the time I got into zoom comedy I feel like it was already kind of going for a while so I might have been a little late to the zoom game it happens. It happens. Uh, it's funny because the first one or two Zooms I did were also like a local person that did local mics. Mm-hmm. So I was doing a Zoom and I was like, I guess I'll try. You know, it was just, it was, it's so different. It is so different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do yeah. you, uh, how's it, how's it changed your life, the, the Zoom comedy? How has it changed my life? Yeah. 
drastically no well may i don't know i i mean i it's it was really a beautiful thing like being in a pandemic where people are so isolated and not laughing and you know people are in this dark place and and then like to come across something where you know everyone's having fun and laughing through this dark time and you meet a ton of people whereas so many people are having the opposite experience so I thought it was like I was like, wow, I met so many cool people. Um, So that's been really amazing. And I do feel like I've gotten way better just through Zoom. Uh, Maybe just because I didn't have a humongous length of experience with comedy prior um, on just under shy of a year. So like, you know, I think it was a hugely positive thing during something that people didn't really have that experience. Um, Yeah. I do agree too. And it's like we were all separated, but then we found a way to kind of be separated together. Yeah. And it just, you, I met so many people and like so made so many connections. Like I did not expect that to happen. And right. I think that's a really, really cool thing. Yeah. I did not expect that to happen either. When I was like dabbling into the Zoom and I was deciding whether or not I liked it, I never thought about, okay, in three years from now, I'm going to have like, you know 200 more friends because of this. <laughs> yeah <laughs> sure. oh, yeah and you guys have many. done so much for the whole community and building this whole network that's you know i'm very thankful for it so that's really cool yeah well we're thankful for people like you that are contributing Absolutely. to it you know you're doing pop-up um writing sessions and you're doing your shows and you're doing all kinds of fun stuff and too. that's what we want to foster that's the kind of community we wanted to foster is having people feel safe to post their gigs post what they're doing and other people go hey I, that's an opportunity for me mm-hmm. something is open they can do it and and so thank you so much we we appreciate people like you that support that platform in that kind of way as well use it you know yeah how did you guys decide to start that whole network so we were doing shows in person uh before the pandemic Mm -hmm. we were doing hypothetical comedy shows and so when the zoom when the zoom thing kind of happened everything shut down and the zoom thing kind of happened uh by the end of april the end of april we shut down in march by the end of April, we did an online hypothetical comedy showcase. <coughs> Sorry. We'll wait for a second here. Um, so we did a showcase, <laughs> and then we just started doing a couple more shows here and there, and then I started that open mic, and at first we just uh-huh. had like a hypothetical comedy like page, you know, we were doing everything on there, uh, but it wasn't really easy for people to sign up to the mic and keep track of things. Because I didn't want to do it all through displaced. I wanted to do it, you know, elsewhere on the side. Uh-huh. And so it just became easier just to make your own group. And this just kind of, you know, it just kind of grew from there. Really. Cool. Very yeah. cool. Hell yeah. Yeah. It's good times. I liked it. I liked it a lot because of the same reason that you were talking about, Emma, is that uh, people were really going through it, especially the isolation part of you know, being inside and not really being able to connect to people. And there were times Uh where we were just having like a little hangout and there would be so many people in there and they were laughing so much. And every Uh once in a while you'd hear people just say to themselves, but they're like unmuted, 
and they're just saying, oh, I needed this. Oh, this yeah. feels so good. And that's what we wanted for people to be able Aww. to, you know, connect. It was safe for them. And they just like, I don't want to say escape. Kind of, escape. kind of like escape. It's kind of escape from reality for mm-hmm. a few minutes, you know, to go on there to hang out in the uh, the Facebook rooms, the Facebook messenger rooms. <laughs> That never oh worked. That never worked very well. And get like 10, 12 people in there and everybody's talking over each other and <laughs> people are arguing. <laughs> oh, you know, people hate each other. They block some people, they block each other on Facebook and stuff. And, Damn. Yeah. Drama's happening, you know, whatever. They're in a car chase. All kinds of crazy shit happens. Wow. Yeah. It was good times though. Uh so I know it's still kind of a pandemic. It's not really like it's not back to normal yet. Uh, but what are you doing outside of outside of comedy, just like in your life? Anything um, well, you? I'm in school for mental health counseling. I do that oh, wow. online. That's actually. cool. I did not know that. That is right. Yep. Um, and, you know, I do have like chronic illness stuff, so I'm not like as active as I usually am. But, you know, just hanging out a lot outside. And um, what else have I been doing? <laughs> not that much like wanting to travel more but that's been a little bit what <clears throat> is your what is your end game for the uh mental health schooling um well i think i want to do like uh tele mental health stuff that's become really popular oh nice like you know because it's just so accessible to everyone yeah was um, it like online so counts like online um yeah stuff okay Mm -hmm. that is really that is really popular and accessible so yeah that's that's pretty cool yeah yeah i really like the program i studied psychology and i loved that and then i worked in the mental health field like with troubled teens in a group home and it was really traumatic and insane and then (laughs) so that kind of it was great i saw like the craziest shit i've ever seen in my life and i can't unsee it (laughs) um Uh, yeah i could totally yeah it was really intense and uh that's not like a typical job that you would have but Mm -hmm. i just got so it was so intense that like i switched to doing social media um work which is what i do now like part-time and I like attempted to start a social work degree, but I didn't like the curriculum. And then I remembered like a couple of years ago, like, oh yeah, the mental oh, health yeah. counseling curriculum is way better. So I wish I'd thought of that sooner, but whatever, it's fine. <laughs> but that's cool. Um, how long have mm-hmm. you been going? To, how long have you been kind of going down that path for a long time? It sounds like. Um, just like a year, a little okay. over a year. Mm-hmm. That is so rad. Yeah. Yeah, it really is because right now uh, that's something that really makes a difference in people's lives. Like, for example, you said that you worked at a teen, uh, like a youth center, like a youth place, and you, I'm home. sure you, a group home. There we go. I'm sure you did see a lot of dramatic, mm. traumatic things and uh, yeah. a lot of things that you don't didn't want to see. But yeah. on the flip side of that coin, I'm sure. Uh, you touch people's lives in a way that you'll probably never know. Oh, thank you. But I wish I did know. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what you do it for, damn it. <laughs> no, I know. I know. We all do. We all wish we did know. Um, but I mean, we do that. You know, we touch people's lives in ways we never know sometimes. 
Yeah, but I'm a firm believer in telling people how you touch their lives. Like, I just think it's a really good thing to do. Like, you don't know. So you don't like you don't know what's going to happen. You should tell the people what, you know, I'm just that's like just a proponent of what I what I think. But you're right. Like, you don't always know. And people don't always say so what you're just sitting there assuming like I don't want to assume. people also like. (laughs) Sometimes people don't even realize how much you affected their life, you know. So like way later. Until way later in life. Yeah. You know, like, oh man, when I was so like, what? I gotta old. wait ten years to hear. <laughs> but they won't be able to find you because they're not gonna remember your name. <laughs> that oh, one girl, man. man, she was awesome. Whatever her name was. <laughs> I so you'll never so. know. You'll never Girl, know. That's me. I'm but whatever her name is. <laughs> you should. You should just, you know, be proud of yourself for helping people. In a thankless kind of position. But you never know, because like, okay, so let's say going to through your schooling gives you the basics and then you put your own spin on it. You know, you put your own spin on your treatment and how you counsel people. And maybe you'll Mm -hmm. be the one to lead the way on being able to tell people openly, thank you for what you've done for me and not waiting till the last minute, you know, letting them know earlier so that both of you can heal. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And maybe it's down the line. I don't know what it looks like, but you could do mental health comedy. Yeah. That's like what my brother was like. You and should, comedy are synonymous. <laughs> you should, my brother's like, you should blend the two somehow. And I'm like, yeah, but also I do feel like my comedy is kind of an outlet for like maybe darker stuff. It's not, it's not like the, Stand-up comedy isn't necessarily, the content isn't necessarily the most, your cheeriest side. Like, <laughs> it's just one side of you that's more complaining. And, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe not. Yeah. No, I do. I do just say, but then at the same time, like, if you, it's, it's almost like if you got asked to do a kid's show, right? You could do something like that yeah. to where it's like a more upbeat, a more, just a different style uh, than what I guess you Yeah, I do. I really. have blended. <laughs> Yeah, I make a lot of Instagram videos and I have blended some stuff with like mental health um, things like there are like it does overlap a bit sometimes. But that's good. Cool. That is cool. Yeah, because uh, it is very important and it is kind of overlooked because like for the most part, you can't really see it. I mean, sometimes you can, uh, but for the most part, you can't really see like when people are in bad mental health Correct. or mental health issues or things like that. And mm-hmm. um, so we're, we live in a society where if you can't really see it, it's not really there, you know, for the most part. And so it's, it's really good to be able to have that for somebody like you to, to do that, especially because you're a comedian and it's mental health is pretty crazy in the comedy world too. So maybe yeah. you can even like be like the comedy counselor or something, you know? <laughs> oh man. I don't know about that. <laughs> you can see things you don't want to see doing that too. <laughs> like, I do think this- it's very, yeah, I do think it's very healthy to laugh. Like I noticed that since I started doing comedy, like I my mental health has been better just because you're laughing more. You're having more fun. Like I started yeah. doing music when I was in college and I would go to a few open mics doing my like melancholic songs. And like, I don't know, it just I liked it. But there's like kind of a sadness to doing music, at least for me. And like it is a wonderful outlet. But I just feel like comedy is way happier and more, it's just fun. And like, you know, yeah. I, I find that it's, 
for me, for me at least, like my life has improved just because, like, well, duh, you're laughing more. It's yeah, you get like, those. You're, <laughs> you're getting those endorphins out. Exactly. Hell yeah! And then you know, and the thing about like just a like a comedy show, right? Is you know you forget about outside things whatever's happening outside those doors you forget about that for an hour two hours or Mm -hmm. whatever you laugh you escape reality you kind of go to this place where there's this person on stage telling you stories and you're just kind of escaped into that you know you have your food or your drinks or whatever you have and Mm -hmm. um, you know at the end of the day your problems are still going to be there but like you get to just escape it for that time yeah well for me what i love about what always attracted me to stand up is that you can be real and you're celebrated for being real. And yeah. if you're real outside of stand-up comedy, you could be perceived as too negative or mm-hmm. not being positive enough or like, but I, I love that in stand-up you can like tell the truth. You can be really brutally honest about something dark. And then not only that, it can just be funny. Like, so that is what I find to be a tremendous outlet. And I think is it's good to celebrate, like just allowing people to be real, you know? Totally. Um, yeah, absolutely. Totally. It is really good for that. And comedy, like it's one of the last places where like, there's not a lot of censorship, you know, there, there's, there's some, you know, cause you know, we don't want people punching down on other people, but like yeah, no. for the most part, like there's not a lot of censorship in comedy. Mm-hmm. you know you can even like i mean you could say those those punching down jokes you know whatever and we won't censor you but then we may not ask you back you know whatever something like that yeah mm-hmm. um, but yeah there's not a lot of censorship in comedy so i think that's great uh, I, I do think you're right about that though you can be brutally honest about things and there's not a lot of other aspects in life where you can be so brutally honest about certain things in life. yes mm-hmm. relationships mm-hmm. and you're just telling the truth comedy is just the truth like the secret truths that people think or say just kind of like memes like i see memes as like sort of a manifestation of stand-up like they're the little things that people do that never talk about and then they get on stage and they're like have you ever noticed that we all do this thing like you know and then people (laughs) laugh because they have yeah oh yeah yeah relatability they relate yeah yeah they can relate and they they did notice that yeah so you said that Jim Gapkin is one of your favorite. Um, who would you say your top three are? Um, top three. It's kind of hard, like because yeah, it is. Well, just, like a top, <laughs> just like a top few, no, no numbers. Okay, top few then. Yeah, he's definitely up there. Um, I really do love Eliza. I can't pronounce her last name. Schlesinger. Uh, She's very, very like smart and just punchy and just like authoritative. And I just really like her s- style. I'm not sure I really liked it at first, but it just like really grew on me certain things. Um, I like that she's smart and sassy or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I also like Bo Burnham a lot. Uh, yeah. I like. My, I love my Verbiglia too. Oh, I love Verbigs. Yeah. I love yeah. Verbigs. I love his personality. Yeah. He's kind of right. like he's softer amazing. spoken. Mm-hmm. Kind of, he seems like a really sweet guy, but I just love his storytelling that it can be like poignant. 
and funny. And I like how he has a specific cadence. Um, yeah. Yeah. Do you so do. know, uh, do you know Mitch Hedberg? Yeah, of course. Mike Berbiglia wrote this, this, uh, he does a, my secret journal or my secret diary, whatever he does, like a blog thing. Mm-hmm. And he wrote this blog entry about Mitch Hedberg after Mitch Hedberg died, and it's the most amazing, wonderful, beautiful thing. Uh, there's a YouTube clip of him reading it. I'll have to send it to you. Yes, yeah, send it to me. Hell yeah! Uh, I saw Jim Gaffigan live uh, when I nice. years and years and years before I even did comedy. Um, it was this weird thing where my my aunt was having this work night. And they were going to the San Jose Improv. And then at the last minute, like something came up and my uncle couldn't go with her. So I went with her and, and I just got to see Jim Gaffigan live. It was my first comedy show. And the thing that blew my mind was that the host was funny too. Like the hmm. guy that introduces him is funny. Like what the hell? Like I didn't even understand that concept at first. Yeah. But yeah, Jim Gaffigan's first joke was, uh, don't worry. I never heard of me either. <laughs> And now he's everywhere. Yeah, he's very popular. I don't know. I just relate to his personality a lot. And I do too. I uh, like when he does like the little audience talk back thing. Uh, because oh, that's yeah, I relatable that. too. I you know the, the self-conscious the, voice. It's incredibly relatable. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. Cause it's like that's what we that's what we are thinking, you know. Yeah, I love that. Hell yeah. You have anything exciting coming up? Any uh, any projects or any shows? Are you uh, you have a podcast, don't you? I do, but I haven't been doing much with it the past few months because my friend was helping me with the audio, and that kind of like stopped a bit. So I need to. There's a few that I need to have edited, so I'm just waiting around right. a bit. So yeah, I haven't done a ton with that. Um, I'm actually doing a show this evening. I think. It, donations go to Planned Parenthood which is cool that's over Facebook um so yeah maybe I'll do another what's the next holiday <laughs> what Art is the next season? holiday uh Arbor Day is it I don't know <laughs> I don't know um uh, Mem- maybe Memorial I'll do another Day? themed show like that this is September Labor Day I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that lends itself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, in that case, uh, Halloween. I don't know. Yeah, I did uh, one for Halloween last year. That was really fun. Tell us about Halloween candy. Tell us about your podcast, real quick. Um. Well, I have, as you know, it's called Psych to Laugh, and it's blending kind of psychology with comedy. And I've interviewed a few people. Um. And then I also have a couple things where I'm just talking about certain psychological phenomenon and also making it funny somehow. Nice. So, yeah, hopefully That's I can cool. get, you know, people to fix the audio and then I can get up other stuff on it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a really good concept. Yeah, I like Just them. like the themed, <laughs> the seasonal themed shows you have, it's an original idea and it's important Thanks. to be like psychology and comedy like it's a, it's a good topic thank you yeah hell yeah so yeah you try to keep that going if you can because that's super awesome yeah and i do a lot i do a lot of instagram videos that's what i do a lot of so um no tiktoks tiktok hasn't been as successful for me as instagram reels oh, wow. i've gotten a lot more views on instagram the same. really yeah 
Everybody's like TikTok, TikTok. It's like Facebook Reels and in- Instagram now. Yeah, you watch them on Facebook now too because it's so this is right there in your face. Dang. Right yeah. there in your face for it's Facebook. Right, yep. right. Oh, that's why they call it Facebook because it's in your face. Okay. Yep. Or fake book is what I've called it at times. <laughs> yeah, it's not a real book. You can't put it on the shelf. <laughs> <laughs> Good, good point, honey. Thank you. I try. <laughs> I try to make some good points here. Hell yeah. So what? Uh, uh, what's it like living? Uh, the differences between living in uh, New Jersey and living in upstate New York? Oh my God, it is so fucking different. Holy shit! <laughs> I don't know. I am used to. Well, the town I'm in, like, it's not. I don't think it's that liberal. I think it's somewhat liberal. And I've always lived in a very liberal area. I grew up in a super liberal town that was very diverse ethnically and like tons of different restaurants and um, kind of a melting pot. And I'm not used to things not being diverse. And I'm definitely not used to seeing Trump signs. That's very weird for me. Oh, wow. Um, and like upstate New York is just, you know, things are slower and it's a little bit more rural. Not oh, as yeah. much culturally going on. But I was in Ro- so I was in Rochester, which is a city. <laughs> and that's a really cool, like artsy kind of eclectic city. And I loved it. Um, but, you know, there was a, I moved and there was like a housing crisis. So there was no apartments in, um, in, uh, in Rochester. So that's how I ended up in this small town, like half hour from Rochester. So, um, I'm actually looking to move, but yeah, it's, it's very different than New Jersey is very congested. Um, you know, not as many, like there are like beautiful natural areas, but it's, I think it's one of the most, I think it's the most congested state in the country. So, oh, wow. uh, quite oh, different culturally. There's tons going on, which is not as much here. Um, so yeah, it's, it's pretty weird for me, but I do, I do love this city nearby Rochester. It's like artsy and cool and, uh, I like it, but I do miss being near the ocean a lot, but I, I'm in the Finger Lakes region. So there's tons of lakes, which are pretty, yeah, lots of lakes. Um, but there's something about the ocean, you know, well, you guys are near the ocean. Yeah, California. Yeah, we we have ocean as far as the eye can see. Yeah. <laughs> I would imagine though, upstate New York, uh, like the New York City, like where all the mics are and things like that, wouldn't be as accessible as like New Jersey. Oh, of course not. There's barely. I mean, I did some stuff in the Rochester scene, but I'm kind of far, so I haven't really ventured out that much. Yeah. But in this area, there's nothing. That's why I've done so much on Zoom. Um. So, yeah, I do. I really do miss being more active, like in real in like, act, you know, stages yeah. and stuff. Yeah, real. yeah, definitely. Yeah, we well, hope we can get out there and stuff because it's it's a crazy world and it's fun. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, is there like a place that you are kind of, is kind of like your dream goal in the comedy scene to perform at? Like a place. Oh, that's a good question. I'm not sure I have a specific place in mind. Like, I guess more like legit clubs in New York City or that are more well-known. But I don't really have, like, a specific place. Um, I bet, like, a theater would be cool. That would be a nice vibe. 
Yeah, that would be cool. I played an improv theater in Oakland. That was pretty fun. Oh, nice. Yeah, that was before the pesky old pandemic. Yeah, just a different vibe and um, feeling about being in a theater. Where, uh, uh, so, so doing the New York scene and stuff for a while and traveling back and forth. Uh, is there like a crazy place? That you performed like like in a deli or on a subway or something crazy like that? Um, like I said, I didn't do stand up for that long. So it's just kind of getting started. Um, I don't think I performed at any weird places. I did. Um, I, I performed at Stand Up New York Club, which was really fun. That's like oh, a that's smaller cool. club. Yeah, that was super fun. Um, but that's not weird. No, that's, not, <laughs> uh, that's cool, though. Yeah, it was super cool. Um networking those things no i don't have any like laundromat you know or like on a tour bus or anything stories i saw the laundromat on uh on crashing uh pete Pete tv show yes i love that show (laughs) yeah we watched it recently it's really fun i think he performed the laundromat on that show oh my god i love that show it's so i was starting to watch it just as i was starting to do stand-up so oh, it's like wow. really kind of cathartic to watch. Like, I just, it's such a good show. And I actually really love Pete Holmes. Like, uh, I love his podcast. Uh, I've been listening to it for years. Like, well, oh, you cool. made it weird. You made it. Yeah, yes. you did. Yeah. I, I, I listened to, I think, two episodes so far. That was the Maya Rudolph recent one. And then he had another one with. Did you listen to Tony Hinchcliffe or something on it? No, that was when, oh, he, that was when he was on the show Getting Dug With High. Oh. And Pete Holmes was getting super high, but also super drunk. <laughs> hmm. And it was like yeah. Pete Holmes turned to a, a, a gazillion. <laughs> yeah, he's just, he's very, he's a very deep guy. So I like the depth that he goes into with people and it gets pretty you know, he talks about like, I'm not religious, but it hits stuff. His spiritual stuff's kind of interesting and uh, he's thought provoking. So I appreciate yeah. it. He has one with his wife and they're like, the, you guys are a really cute couple. They're also like an adorable couple. They have like the <laughs> sweetest relationship. Um, oh, is she a comic? They're always, like, no, they're just like always talking about their feelings all the time. <laughs> I don't know. It's oh, I just, think she's an actress. Oh, okay. No, she just seems like the sweetest person on earth. I don't know. It's just a, it's a they they have a nice vibe together. They, do. And they, they almost culture. they almost have the same cadence as each other. When they talk really? to each other, their voice is in the same tone, and it reminds me of like, do you ever remember those SNL skits where it had like, I think it was Anna Gasteyer and Molly Shannon, and they're like they're like this conservative radio. And then the, yes! the, the dirtiest oh God, thing. Oh, I remember that. That's what it reminds me of listening to Pete Holmes and his wife on their podcast. Aww. Like Aww. they have that same like cadence as each other. And they're like, yeah, but they're like exploring very in-depth, either like religious things, philosophical things. Yeah. It's, like, big stuff, but their cadence is so like, yeah. Oh, they co-host you made this weird. Comfortable. Yeah. Those are just interesting. I have to check it out. You should. There's yeah, they. So she's very, like, I kind of 
she's super like validating to everything he says. And he just like goes on and on and on. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I, I relate more to him, like, you know, wanting someone to do that and just listen to me and be like, oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> but if I were her, I would be like, if I were in her shoes, I'd be like, oh my God, this guy will not stop. Like, <laughs> That's kind of the vibe he gives off on the show though. He just will not stop. What? That's the vibe that I get from his show. Like that's really show. him, you know, that he's just like yeah. in your face all the time and he just won't shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does. He is very talkative. Um, but, you know, I kind of relate to some, to some stuff he says. Yeah, it's a bit much at times. Totally. But hell yeah. Hell yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, hey, Emma, thank you so much for hanging out with us. It was super fun. Yeah, thank you. you. Stuff and about your life and about things you have going on and things like that. Yeah, you I wanna- learned a lot. Do you want to plug any social media? Sure. Check me out on Instagram. Um, like and subscribe. No, that's YouTube. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, that like button. EMP underscore comedy underscore. And you can see all my Instagram reels. Ooh. Nice. I like it. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. You can follow us on Instagram at hypothetical comedy. Uh, we are on Twitter at hype the comedy H Y P the comedy. Oh, it's my turn. Oh, my turn. It's hey, your turn. Uh, you can find me at she shines for you on Twitter and Instagram, and Athena Rodriguez comedy on Facebook. And I am at Funky Sam Medina across the board. You That's like it. that? Yeah. Term. You've said that like three times now. <laughs> that's what i mean yeah it's across the like that's that's isn't that, Is that a term? like how you feel like a businessman across you feel like a boss what you say across the board you say <laughs> the social media you'll be fine funky samadina somewhere on there <laughs> hell yeah just say it across the board <laughs> <laughs> hey, you. Across the- <laughs> hey you guys never told me your favorite comedians i want to know oh dang my number one number one super favorite comedian that made me inspired to do comedy is Mitch Hedberg. That's why nice. that Mike Birbiglia thing was so touching to me. But like, oh. also like uh, Mike Birbiglia is one of my tops. Uh, Jim Gaffigan, because I saw him live, my first comedy show. You know, but then like, uh, there's this there's this local person here uh, named Samuel Bade, and mm-hmm. he's uh-huh. one of my favorite, absolute favorite comedians. He should be rich and famous because he is amazingly funny. Uh, but I would put him in one of my top absolute favorite comedians of all time. Yeah, I could see the Mitch Hedberg. Sorry, I could see the Mitch Hedberg oh, no. influence because you have really great like one-liners, you know? Yeah, in fact, uh, I have this joke, uh, this Butterfinger joke that I, I really like. I've done it for a long time, but I really like it. And the origin kind of of that joke was I was on the bus and I was listening to Mitch Hedberg and he did his Reese's joke and his Kit Kat joke back to back. And I told myself, I need to come up with a Butterfinger. Oh, I need to come up with a candy bar joke so I can match, mm-hmm. so I can have a, you know, like kind of in honor of Mitch, you know? And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so that was kind of born out of that. Cool. Hell yeah. yeah. And I mean, I wanted to do comedy as like sketch comedy because I was into saturday night live and i would do those sketches and in living color but the person who made me want to do stand-up comedy that really inspired me was eddie azard 
And their comedy is like my favorite just because like incorporating history and making that funny, that's fucking hard. Oh yeah. We've seen we've seen Eddie twice live. Oh my god. Nice. Yeah. Well, thanks, Emma. Yeah, thank you so much. It was a blast. Yeah, super fun. We enjoyed it.